welcome to Adjust Your Crown. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Adjust Your Crown. I'm Jamie and I'm your host. Guess who we have in studio today? My mama, y'all. <laughs> Say hello to the people, mom. Hello, everybody. Yes. Y'all know y'all weren't going to get through the company I keep without my mama because uh, she's everywhere I am. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Today's episode topic is honor her. So we're going to honor Miss Deborah here. Thank for you. People. Let's kind of get started because we talked this morning about you being a little nervous. <laughs> Just a little tiny bit. So we know that. Kind of generationally for you guys, being open and honest and transparent is a bit of a struggle. It's a little challenging. Yes. Where do you think that that comes from? Um, the generation that I was in. Okay. Um, I go back to, of course, I grew up in West Virginia. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, but I guess early 60s, I was the first black person to go to school. My brother was the second to go to our school. Okay. The generation before us was segregation, so there was a black school uh, and a white school in the okay. town. So all the aunties and your grandmother went to the black school, but by the time I came up, you were representing, you know, basic. Oh. You were the first black person, so you are representing. So you did not show a lot of what was going on. Not that it was bad. Yeah. I kind of feel like elementary school was fun for me. I mean, I knew I was the only black person there, but I was also the first black cheerleader. So, you know, I thought... Oh, you like, were a cheerleader? Yes, girl. Girl, wait a minute. I <laughs> never knew you were a cheerleader. Listen here. I said on one of these other episodes that I think that as we get older, we actually get to know you. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. I never knew you were a cheerleader. Sorry, go ahead. I'll have to show you the picture. Yes, come on. She kept all pictures. So yeah. That's cute. So being the first, of course, held a lot of challenges, but yeah. a lot of things. And that's where a lot of the, you know, you don't act a certain way. You don't yeah. speak a certain way. You, so. Oh, that's heavy. I Actually, I never thought about it from that perspective. Like you all being the first generation in... Not uh, set integration uh, yeah. schools, um, having to kind of put on face. Yeah, for, I mean, I wasn't Ruby, you know, walking in with the National Guard or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, you know, I was the first. That's interesting. So. Okay, so that makes sense. Why do you think that it's challenging now for you all's generation to kind of break out of that? Is it just because it's so deeply it's ingrained? It's the way you were raised. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about. Your grandmother, you know, and a lot of mine was, you know, it was the, I don't want to call it acceptance. I guess it's kind of like you knew how to act, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you knew how to act in certain situations. And, yeah. you know, there's always a joke about your mama looking at you a certain way. Yeah. Words did not need to be spoken, yeah. you know, for that kind of stuff. Don't so. embarrass me, girl. Right. Don't be out so here you embarrassing just, me. You just knew. <laughs> What was expected of you, I guess that's a better way to put it. Okay. So you who has raised two pretty strong young ladies, yep. how do you kind of look at how me and Janelle are as far as, because we're very outspoken. Yes. <laughs> so we're kind of, which is funny because we talked about that this morning too, in 
you know, you supporting us and what it is that we're doing. But a lot of times that puts you in these situations where, <laughs> where you have to be open and honest, too. And that's not something that's really familiar for you. But I think for with us, the more kind of open and transparent and honest we are, it rubs off on you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's cool. And I think that kind of comes from the history, too. And like I said, I'm not making like my childhood was bad or anything yeah. like that. No. But it was just you knew how to act and you knew how to be. And as a black female, I knew when I had kids, yeah. it was going to be different okay. raising them than how I was raised. So yeah. breaking some generational yeah. stuff. Yeah. We appreciate you for that, girl. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Now you got little rebels. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into some questions. Give me a moment where you had to adjust your crown. One of your moments. Yeah, I was going to say one of the moments. I guess I think of adjusting your crown kind of differently. Okay. And that like we were speaking, you, you know, a lot of the times it was not adjusting your crown. It was balancing that crown. Yeah. Because you weren't going to let it fall. Yeah. Um, I think one of the major times that I had to adjust my crown and probably had to bend over and pick it up because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't just it was on the ground. Girl. It was, yeah. Um, <laughs> was me and your dad when, okay. when that fell apart. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, me and Chanel talked about that too. Cause she went through, that was, I think that was her moment that she gave to so that commonality is interesting. And, and mine wasn't even the divorce because it was just the breakup and, you know, the yeah. family and stuff because we didn't get divorced for years. That wasn't even yeah. in the picture. You ain't lying, girl. Right? It's, it, was, <laughs> it was really the breakup and the separation and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. What would you say is your greatest truth to date? My greatest truth, and it's probably come recently well, is okay. that and people look at me when I say this kind of crazy I am happy being single oh okay and that is my truth is would you say that that's new since um, you said it was something kind of recent or it's just something you realized recently when I say recent I'll say a few I've known for a few years okay um and it's probably after you know you guys are grown, grown mm-hmm. and you know even the grandkids are grown and I'm really on my own to realize that I don't need to be in a relationship to be happy with myself. So I am very happy being single. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) We've had long plans of a dual wedding, girl. I'm sorry, honey. Look, y'all, I just found out my dual wedding wasn't happening. (laughs) Not going to happen. Okay. Just as far as we were talking about adjusting crowns, how do you handle when we have moments that we need to adjust our crown? I think it's more in giving you space to figure it out. Okay. And not coming at you. You know, I may make a suggestion or whatever, but it's really the kind of figuring stuff out on your own because everybody has their own way of dealing with stuff. Uh And I think you should be allowed to deal with it in your own way, okay. which is different for everybody. That's a mom question because I'm working on it, child. Uh-huh. <laughs> and funny enough, the, the first time that I had to 
adjust my crown in motherhood, it made me think of, well, Deborah handled this situation with grace, child. <laughs> so it's like you, it's, when you think back on like the things that were given to you and the tools that you um, were given to use, it's like you look back on, well, how did my parents handle me when I had one of these moments? And child, it's a, a golden place in heaven for you, honey, <laughs> to you. What's one thing that you feel like you're still working on? Probably, I don't want to say finding me, but kind of clarifying myself. Okay. Um, And I've said for a long time, I've always been Gwen's daughter, Mm -hmm. Bradley's sister, Marvin's wife, Jamie and Janelle's mother, Brian and Elijah's (laughs) friend. But to the point where people don't know my name. Oh, wow. I mean, I still meet people to this day that will walk up and, oh, I know you're Bradley's sister. Oh, Oh, that's deep. So to me, figuring that out. Yeah. And probably a lot of that is why I moved from this area after 45 years. Yeah. Because I wanted that opportunity to go somewhere where... They don't know. People don't know me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part of me they don't know. So they know, you know, when I meet them, this is Deb, you know, I'm Deb. Yeah, and not just that. I'm not all of those other other things. Okay. But it's funny because my process was kind of the same. Once you get out of, and I don't think you're ever out of motherhood, but once you kind of start to transition, figuring out like who I am outside of those roles. Yeah, because you're always going to be a mother. Always. But as a person. Yeah. 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 So even like now, I'm probably, well, I think it depends on what space I'm in. Because, yeah, a lot of times I am Brian or Elijah's mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Hey, Miss Rucker. Or, yeah. and um, But I think probably because I started trying to balance that before they got to the age that they are now, that I'm a couple of things outside of that, too. But that's why I think that that's important, especially for moms, is to kind of find that balance. Because if you don't, at some point, you're going to have to find it. Yeah. Would you say it's harder to find it and figure it out? As you get older? No, but stuff happens that makes that brings it back to you. Okay. Um, I'd actually gone to a birthday party for a friend of mine. Yeah. And um, the person that I took with me knew a lot of people there. Yeah. And so we had walked up to a friend of his, and he was like, oh, this is Deb. And I did not know this person, yeah. but he turned around and said, oh, you're Marvin's wife. Oh, and, no, actually, I'm not, sir. Right. And you know, I'm like, that was 30 years ago. Yes, yeah. I was Marvin's wife. But I'm, but that brought it home to me that you're still kind of seen in that way. That, yeah. They don't know your name, but they know what position in life, you know, you yeah. are. And I think, too, that that's kind of more about them. When you meet people, because I had that happen to me a few years ago. I had gone to a cookout. And um, I didn't know these other people that were there, mm-hmm. um, but one of the guys um, was like, "Oh, that's um, Brian's girl, yeah. Uh, sir." Yeah, exactly. Uh, my <laughs> children are almost grown, yeah. <laughs> and their father and I have not been together for a very long time. Yeah. So I think that that more speaks to 
the spaces that they're stuck in. So that's how they identify you. But it also shows me that, A, you don't know me. (laughs) Because for you to 10 years plus later be like, oh, hey, that's such and such girlfriend. What? No. But a lot of people do, you know, they put you in that box and that's what you'll forever be to them. And I laugh because I think of Janelle a lot of that with her, you know, oh, I'm not going to live on the highway. Yeah. We grew up there from high school through you all, through the boys. So when I still see the people, you know, on the highway, that's how they associate you. So, Mm, yeah. Please don't do that to me, Ella. I think I left shortly thereafter that comment. I was like, okay, this is not a space that I need to be in because uh, my name is Jamie. Nice to meet you. Yes. But that's interesting. Let's talk about these veils, child, (laughs) as I like to call them. Um, I've said in another one of these episodes that I think that we as women, especially as black women, we walk around with some of the most layered veils ever yeah. um, be it that veil of perfection or the veil of strength or the veil of we have it all together me and Janelle sat down and had a conversation um, on this series as well and one of hers is that veil of got it all together which we laughed about because I think that we got that from you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes, so, yes. yes so whereas Janelle uh, I feel like really clings to that versus me. I'm kind of a little opposite, but only kind of recently in just having people know that, oh no, it ain't all together over here. Like it's a whole lot yeah. of, you know, stuff that goes into it. But what is the hardest veil for you to lift? Cause you, cause you got layers, girl. I know. <laughs> and it's probably that, that veil of, that you have it all together. Okay. And, I mean, but that goes, I mean, deep, 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 way, way, way back. Yeah. And I would say, if, probably with my mother. I, I tried to please G for so long. Yeah. And Bradley and I, you know, it's almost, you and Janelle talk about growing up in a different, Bradley yeah. and I grew up very different. Yeah. Um and Bradley ain't had to look like he had it all together. Bradley, he's never had to. <laughs> but in that vein. But he does now. Yes. But in that vein, that's why I felt like I needed to, at least with my mother. Okay. Because it was that thought of he has such issues and it's causing her so much trauma. Yeah. I don't want to be the one to do that. Okay. Um, so it was always that veil of having it together even when you did not. And then that just rolled over into, you know, the the job and the career field and everything. And, you know, once again, being one of very few um, blacks in the federal government at that time, you know, that was back when you had to take the test to get into the government. And, you know, I started when I was 15 and took my test and, you know, became a GS2 and, and, and did that. And I guess it kind of changed for me because my mother did the same thing. She got to a GS7 and couldn't get any further. Oh, and my, I didn't know that. Yeah, and my thing became, I'm going to exceed that, but not in so I want to, you know, best her. Yeah. It was to make her to proud. To make her proud, yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, she did stuff like she raised us, but I can remember as a teenager, she started going to school at night. Okay. Because her thing was, oh, to get beyond this little box that I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Gotta to school, I'm going to get my degree. And something happened, and I will tell you, she was one class short of getting her degree. Oh, wow. And she decided, I'm not going to do this because it's not going to make a difference uh... in where I'm working and what I'm doing. So, you know, she was one class short of getting her bachelor's degree after years and years and years. But once again, that was the veil. But she took it as a pride thing. Okay. Kind of like, I want to show these people that regardless of the piece of paper that I have, I can still do Do a very good job and really best them in a way. And once again, she was the one black library technician Amongst amongst the rest. So let's talk about some. Um, like I said, we this episode is kind of um, based around honor her um, and leaving legacy. Um, what do you feel like are some mantles that you leave for us? And when I say us, not just me and Janelle, but Brian and Elijah as well, or just us as a as a family. Number one is to be yourself. Okay. And don't don't ever be ashamed to be yourself. Okay. Second, it has to be you know go for what you want. You know. Absolutely. And experience life. I think that's the best. You know, I'm a I'm a traveler from from way back. And get that. <laughs> but I mean that came from my mother too. You yeah. Know, she, I guess early on we haven't talked much about when she was first diagnosed with colon cancer. Yeah. I think then that's when her life started because it was so grave. Yeah. And um, when she realized that she had beat cancer, it was like nothing was going to stop. She went to England and Scotland and Wales, and she traveled and she experienced. But it made a change in a lot of different stuff. Okay. I don't know if you all ever knew when she was battling colon cancer was when I found out I was pregnant with Janelle. Oh, no, I didn't know that. And the crazy dynamic of of all of that was, of course, I was married by then. I guess I'd been married four or five years. But but G always had this thing of don't have kids. What? Yeah. That was that was her thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there there was a lot I can when I first moved. Did she tell you why? I'm sure it had to do with a lot of of her life. Not that she was sad that she had us, but it changed her. It does. Her dimension it, so much. Yeah. So I can remember when we, you know, we grew up with my grandmother. Yeah. I moved here when I was 14. And one of the first things we did was um, protection. I remember her taking me and um, she wasn't, the pill wasn't going to be it because you could forget to take a pill. Yeah. It was an IUD. And for all those years, even after I was married, you know, her thing was... Y'all had IUDs? Yes, oh, we did. Child. We did. Look, they were the first, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. But even after I got married, it was, you know, enjoy your life, enjoy your husband. You know, you don't need to have kids. But that was me stepping away. I knew that I wanted, you wanted a to, family. Yeah. Oh, thank you, child. <laughs> yeah. So when, when she got ill... 
And I was pregnant. I was actually scared to tell her. Because, you know, she figured I was still at my IUD. I still oh. was going the route. And Me too, girl. I was scared to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell her until she had healed from, okay. you know, the surgery and stuff. And uh, when I told her, she stopped speaking to me. What? Yeah. It took her, like I said, everybody has to process and digest. True, very true. But to this day, and I know you and Janelle have talked a lot about uh, Janelle's connection with G. Yeah. I think a lot of that was because by the time Janelle was born, nine months later, yeah. she knew that she was you know, going to survive the yeah. cancer. And that was like her next chance. Yeah. You know. Huh. That baby coming after that was her chance. So yes, she and Janelle bonded, you know, from from the very beginning. That's interesting. Just thinking of how that kind of comes full circle to when I told you about Brian, yeah. or when I was pregnant with Brian, and like I had asked you earlier about how you kind of handled that with so much grace, <laughs> but knowing that that is. That was kind of your experience with having to tell her yeah. and her not speaking to you yeah. and whatever. Because we had that that same experience. Whereas with you, it was, all right, girl, we're going to get through this. We're yeah. going to do it. We're going to handle it. Whereas dad had the same response she did. He didn't talk to me for a good month. And yeah. I was like, wait a second, sir. Yeah. So um, that's interesting how that kind of comes full circle. But it also does explain how you were able to handle that with mm-hmm. such um, grace. Because, child, I think we called and told you at work. Because I was like, she look, she got that veil on at work. She is not. <laughs> <laughs> she is not going to yell at me. She can't curse. She can't. She's too far away to put her hands around my neck. Um, but, yeah, she came through with that scary grace, y'all. The scary, <laughs> that scary grace. Like, uh, okay. Are you, are you sure? Oh, okay. But um, those are situations that you know you can't change, that you yeah. have to accept them and you have to move forward yeah. and not move forward in anger or regret or anything like yeah. that. So, And I tell people all the time that I think that that was probably a launching point for me in motherhood just because, and I tell people that all the time when I come across folks that do have um, teen moms or teen daughters um, that are becoming moms, Support is huge at yeah. that age because at 15 year, years old, child, you have no clue. Right. So um, anytime people are like, oh, my goodness, you're such a great mom or you have great children. I'm like, child, without this support system that I have, yeah. wouldn't have happened. So, Well, I have a question for you. Though. Oh, God. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Deborah. I knew you was going to come in here and try to no, derail. I knew the support was a lot of... How you handled this situation. Yeah. And always, you know, I've always been very proud that it wasn't the stereotypical 15-year-old pregnancy. But was a lot of that, I know you're saying because it was support, but was a lot of that that you knew you didn't want to be the stereotype? So I think it was a lot of like how you explained earlier about your relationship with G. For me, and this is something I tell Brian all the time too, when people believe in you and invest in you, your thank you to them is to do well. So for me, because of how you responded to it and because of how it wasn't this, like I had had 
you know, other friends that had gotten pregnant and whatever, and their parents had put them out and da da da. And I'm just like, oh God, I didn't have that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have that situation. So for me, it was okay. She responded in this way. I'm sure she had her own private moments, <laughs> but um, to have such a strong support system all the way around, because even like down to my baby shower with Gwen that came and she's like, you know, listen, all your friends here is super cute, but <laughs> it's going to be us that are going to help you and get you through this situation and teach you the things that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Like these people are going to bring you cute baby clothes and little baby Jordans, but we're mm-hmm. going to make sure you do well. So for me, that has always been my thank you to my support system mm-hmm. is to do well, to not be the um, stereotypical um, teen mom. Um, Cause that, like I said, I tell Brian all the time and Elijah as well, like that's your greatest thank you when someone invests in you and believes in you is for you to do your absolute best. So, and continue to Brian is in college. And uh, I remember a while ago, he was like, girl, if I got to move in with you (laughs) to make it happen, Mm -hmm. that child is good. Both of them are going to college. We will figure it out. We will make it happen. And he is almost done with the first year child. And I've got a couple of extra gray hairs, but (laughs) Lord, he's been able to do it with little little loans and uh, support of his own. So, so awesome. Um, let me find one of these questions for us to close out with. <laughs> Since you derailed my sorry my interview, <laughs> tell me what you feel like legacy is for you. What do you feel like your legacy is? Legacy, I you know I I immediately go to. You, Janelle, Brian, and Elijah. Okay. And the legacy I want is for all of you all to be happy. Yeah. It has to be to for you all to be happy. And what that whatever that means to you. That yeah. doesn't mean you have True. to, you know, be making a lot of money. That doesn't mean you have to be but it just you know it's yeah. that you're you're happy with your life and satisfied with the path that you've taken. Okay. And I think uh, that's actually a really good one because I think um, Janelle and I talk about often, like, I think that that's one of the gifts that you give your children is just that space and that room to just be happy. Like, one of the things that I've always um, held on to in raising Brian and Elijah is to just allow them to be children, Mm -hmm. like to just allow them to have them not walking around here worried about bills and, oh, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Like they've, they're pretty just kind of free spirited children, which is good and bad, but, (laughs) but I do, I think that, that, um, I think that is the legacy that you leave that we've all been able, you've made sure, um, I posted the other day that we're very well cared for. (laughs) (laughs) Janelle calls it spoiled. I call it, we're just, taken care of very well um but it has allowed us room to just be unapologetically happy um for me and myself just as a mom I've been able to kind of explore the area and do the things that I needed to do and raise happy healthy children just because we've had that space so I agree well I'm glad you all's memory is so short it is you can say your <laughs> your uh cared for and spoiled now but yeah I mean that's not to say you know there wasn't times growing up yeah when 
We came home and the electric was off. Yeah. Or, you know, when I when I pawned the wedding, wedding ring yeah. to make sure we had food. And, you yeah. know, we went through hard times that you all don't dwell, I guess, on that. Or, yeah. I think because from the perspective of, of a child, we have no idea. Girl, yeah. the slumber party night yeah. or we're going to have popcorn. Girl, and, we cooked off a hot plate for a year. And I know nothing of that. Yeah, like when, I, the, <laughs> when the gas got turned off, we cooked on a hot plate for a year. So. Yeah, I don't think that... Um, I don't think that I remember any of those things, but I think it's because, like we talked about earlier with that veil of got it all together, it always looked like we had it all together. Now, like I said, as we're getting older, um, where we're able to kind of get to know some of the backstories and to kind of get to know you, you, um, is where we find out those things. And we're like, girl, what? What what happened? So job well done, girl. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us here on Adjust Your Crown. You thank made you it, girl. Thank you for having me. I made it. I didn't have to reach across the you, table a time or two. I done. made it through this without getting popped, y'all. <laughs> I sat her down here. I was like, okay, so is there anything that is going to get me popped on this podcast? <laughs> and I made it. But thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Adjust Your Crown. Mm-hmm.